So the title is, Oh, Give Thanks, That's My Song. So, you know, I love music. Uh, I love music so much you would think I would have been a musician as much as I love music. You would think I would have musical talent as, see, she um, as much as I love music. I cannot play an instrument. My sister, uh, Angela, she is, she can play the, the piano very well. The piano and organ, God bless her with that, and um, I'm very grateful that she has that gift and that talent. My mother, y'all might not know this, but Sister Sandy used to tickle the keys, too, um, on the organ. Um, Great is Thy Faithfulness was her key song that she played. My father, I know this is a reach. Um, but my father has written songs. Chuck, you remember that song he wrote over at Open Door and had Mother Thomas, Mother Jessie sing it? You know, um, we, we're a musical family, not like the Jacksons, let's be clear. Not like the Jacksons, or not even like the White family, because all of Amanda's family is musically gifted. But, um, you know, I, I love music, and when I think about that's my song, I'm going to throw out some songs, and I'm going to see if those might be your songs, too. Uh, do you all remember this little diddly? I got sunshine. Keep, keep going. Come on, keep singing. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May, right? You know, and that, you know, was that ever your song from the Temptations, my girl? Okay, what about this one? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means. Come on, man, you better sing that song, right? You know, these were songs that we would hear, you know, maybe the leg would pop out, you know. What about this? Joy and pain, like sunshine and rain. You know, you know, you, there's some songs that just hit, that no matter what age you are, even now, I'm, I was born in 84. Some people say that I was born before that, um, but you know, it's cool, because I'm a strong 86 at heart. I mean a strong 86, because there's some songs back in the 40s and that 
Chuck Berry, different ones was doing. I'm like, oh, that was it. You know, and so I love real instrumentation. And so there's always some songs that can kind of get us. And so I think about this, that there's when we look at uh, life and our experiences, there's a reason why certain songs stick with us. Whether it was a moment in time, um, for example, I didn't survive, I wasn't in the Vietnam era, but during the 70s, y'all had some music. I mean, from rock to R&B to uh, uh, jazz, you name it, y'all had some music going on. And so, you know, Marvin Gaye was asking y'all what's going on. You know, if y'all had some good stuff happening, and I could imagine that a lot of times those songs were attributed to the, what was happening. Do you know that that ain't nothing new? Folks have been singing songs according to what's been going on since time began. How, Camille, how can you prove that? Read your Bible. What did God tell the people of Israel to do when they came out of Egypt? Marion got her tambourine, and Aaron began to, and both of the, the minstrels began to play songs and to celebrate God's delivering power. All through Scripture, we see how we are commanded to praise the Lord. And so, as we're looking through here, I want to take for our text, we're going to be in Psalms 136. And I'm going to tell you why this particular psalm, one of many, is my psalm. So, when we look at Psalms 136, the first thing that, it, that the scripture tells us to do, now this writer is anonymous. When you look at Psalms when you look at the book of Psalms, they're a collective of songs written by, uh, some by David, some by Asaph, some unknown, various priestly lines, um, the Levitical lines who shared in Psalms. And they're put in a collection. Psalms 136 starts off with saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. We really could just stop there. We have had some good things. I mean, good relationships, good food, good desserts, good cars, good, you know, look, we've had some good, but nothing and nobody is good like God. There is, there's a great chasm between our goodness and his goodness, and the two will never touch. And it continues on, it says, his faithful love endures forever. So the way the writer writes this is that it's really the call and response. Okay? It's a call and response. Song. So, you know, growing up in the Pentecostal church, there was a lot of call and response songs. I mean, they would just come up, you're talking about remixing, would come up with a new song like that. And so, you know, we would used to sing, God is a good guy. Look, they remember, they remember, or, uh, uh, let's see here. I get joy when I think about it. it it's, 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 it's call and response. So he says, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. And the call and response is, his faithful love endures forever. That's what the people would say. And you have to understand, I'm very visual. I'm very, I'm a very visual person. When I hear testimonies or something, I start to see the whole thing. And I start, well, I mean, down to the detail. And I thank God for 
Give thanks to him who made heaven so skillfully. Have y'all, go ahead. All right, we, we're at about 20% participation. Okay. But it's going to come. Don't worry. I'm here for the 100%. That's right. I'm here for 100 So give thanks to him who made the heaven so skillfully. Have you looked at the stars, the moon, and the sun lately? Last night, did y'all see the way that moon was kind of sitting so low? But it, I just looked like if I could just reach out, I think I could touch it. Like if I was in a plane somewhere, I'd be like, he made it so skillful, and to know that it's billions of miles away, but it seems so close. When you look out on your deck, your patio, or just tilt your head up to the sky, and you see the stars, I'm seeing stars, and somebody else in another uh, country is seeing the same. God, that's one star. God, thank you. It's you. It's no one else but him. Verse 6. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. We're about 40% in the sanctuary. All right, we're coming along. I love the ocean. Hate swim a lick. But I love the ocean. And to know that when he spoke during creation and he said, well, the scripture says that he moved upon from the face of the Spirit moved upon the face of the The waters began to part, and land, he, he called land mass, right? He started to set earth in order. And he told those, the oceans, the waves, the water, of how far they can come and no further. Right, Brother Peter? Wow. I can't even tell my kids to not go no further. Like, park here, Sonia. Don't go no further still in the wrong spot. Okay. It just doesn't work like that. Verse 7. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. And the sun to rule the day. Alright, we're close to about 100% in the sanctuary. And see, but what I love about this is that when we talk about the heavenly lights, we talk about stars, the moon, the sun, all that, the cosmos, the planetary, God, the plans that he's made. You've done that. You spoke it and it's still working. Verse 9. And the moon and stars to rule the night. All right. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 10. As we talk now, we've looked at verse 1 through 3, and it dealt with his majesty. Verses 4 through 9 dealt with his creating power. What I love about God is that he has a, you know, sometimes people be like, well, why do you like that song so much, Camille? Like, why, why? Have you heard the lyrics is what I first said? Back in the day when I was younger, I'm not a kid anymore. But back in the day, it was all about the beat. You know, the beat, the bass lines up. You know how stuff you get out there to sell the shit. You know. But when you get older, you listen to the lyrics. But like, before I start cutting the rug, what am I dancing to? Because when we grow and mature, we start to realize the songs that we sing, it 
hits on the inside of us. There's some song that you loved back when you were unsaved that you won't even play now. Because the moment it come up, you're like, where did it Tuesday? 
that wasn't it. It was a purpose in that. He, he warned Pharaoh. He told him what not to do, and Pharaoh kept doing When you have people who are determined to go against the will of God, that's a deadly place to be. But how can we still give thanks to the God who killed the firstborn of Egypt? God, thank you, because even in that, you were merciful. You allowed for the blood to be over the doorpost, and you passed over those houses. It could have went another way. Everybody could have been wiped out. Do we understand that? That all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? That all of us are worthy of death, held in the grave? All of us. So when we see this psalm, we have to understand, reading in proper context, God, thank you for your sovereignty. Verse 11. He brought Israel out of Egypt. He acted with strong hand and a powerful arm. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. He led Israel safely through. But he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. Ain't that good? You see the, the, the verse before that said he led the children of Israel safely through on dry land. The wind blew all night. And they were able to cross that Red Sea and didn't squish a dory or a Nemo or nothing. It was just dry land. They sandals didn't get all You know you know how bad it is when we walking in hills. Okay, I was walking in sandals and sand in South Carolina, and it went from a beautiful time to don't touch me. <laughs> because, you know, sand and sand and the incline, oh, the fussing. But when God is in the blessing business, I'm, I'm seeing folks go through that Red Sea, not worried that you ain't dragging, just moseying through. Because his faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. But here's another place for, I'm sure, the people of God to shout. Because he led them in the wilderness in a solitary way. Why? Because he knew, one, they wouldn't be able to handle, they went straight through. But as they were in the wilderness, what happens when we know the story, right? When Moses goes up to the mountain, what they down there do? Acting up, building idols, false gods. Now, God just brought you through. You saw him go through Egypt like a whirlwind. And then you get on, you saw how he caused Pharaoh and his army just to be swimming with the fishes before Jimmy Hoffa did. Right? You've seen all that. But yet, you got the nerve, the audacity, the gall to build a, to build you a camp, burning stuff. And what did God tell Moses? <sighs> they down there. Look at them. They, look at them. Go down there. I'm gonna kill them all, Moses. Okay? I'm gonna kill them. I'm sick of it. Moses. I mean, God. Kind of sound like my mom right there when she was sick of us. But. 
conversation with God. God, these are your people. What do you think the other nations are expecting? Like, you brought them all the way out of Egypt. Oh, you don't want that. And it's not like God needed convincing. It ain't like God didn't already have a plan. But it shows, you read it today in Psalms 30, his anger is but for a moment. But his mercy is for a lifetime. Could you imagine if the people heard how God felt about them in that moment with Moses? You know how many times I was grateful that I didn't have to hear the, the back chatter between Kermit and Sandy when it came to disciplining me? One saying off with her head, the other one said, not yet. Didn't say no, just said not yet. They know who they are. But I thank God that even in this, this song we're seeing, he led his people through the wilderness because he never stopped loving them. And even when they were in the wilderness, wandering for 40 years, he just, he allowed time for the generation that didn't trust him, that didn't believe, the generation that was quick to give up, the generation that was quick to revert back to bad thinking, I need them to go ahead and die off. And he's still merciful in that. Because that's 40 years. That's, what is that, two score, according to Abraham Lincoln? That's four decades? God, you are merciful. That's why his faithful love endures forever. Let's keep going. We're almost out of here. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. He killed powerful kings. Sihon, the king of Amorites, of the king of Bashan. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. What I love about this writer who is unknown, but that's why I'm claiming it to be my song, is because he not only tells you about the majesty of God, he doesn't already tell you about the creating power of God, but as he's explaining the, the qualifications of the delivering power of God, He's saying, let me tell you what God did. Not only did he bring us out, not only did he bring us out all right, he gave us a land that we didn't have to farm. He gave us an ability to receive, because why he struck down powerful kings. Because the first portion said he struck down kings. Then he said powerful kings. And somebody might say, well, which king did he struck down? I want to know. Oh, remember him? Did you hear about Sihon? Not all of them is gone. Google can't even talk about it. Because God, when God is in the place of, I'm vindicating my people, I'm delivering my, he does it completely. Amen? A special possession for his servant Israel. And here's where we can get happy. Verse 23. He remembered us in our weakness. He saved us from our enemies. He remembers our weakness. We're going we're gonna to put this, this is when you put, ask the DJ to put a nickel on the record. He remembers us in our weakness. The scripture says over in Psalms 139 that, that he remembers us. That he knows that we're just dust. 
remembers our praying. God knows he ain't dealing with no superhuman. God knows that he's not dealing with someone that can even compete or compare with him. He remembers our frailty. He remembers our fragility. He remembers our humanity. And why? Because his faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. The greatest enemy that we have is already defeated. That old devil, defeated. But the greatest enemy that we look at daily, death, defeated too. Because over in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, brave, where's your victory? Because the sting of death is sin. And God over in Romans, over and over, Paul lets us know that God has broke the power of sin. He canceled that when he said to tell us that it did it all. 25. He gives food to every living thing. When we forget to take care of ourselves, God remembers us. There's a wellness movement about self-care. For us to remember to take care of self. Not being selfish, because Lord knows we got that down pat. But to take care of self. But God is like, don't you know I take care of all of you? I take care of the you that you don't even want to show nobody. I take care of them. He says in the first two, lastly, he says, to give thanks to the God of heaven. He is so good, God. How good is he? Look, we just read 26 verses of his goodness. If I haven't convinced you by now, do I need to tell you a little testimony? When I was sick and laid up in that hospital, could not control anything that was coming out, could not could not even focus my mind the way I want. Blood, is my, the blood in my body was killing me. But he touched me. He told death to behave. He said, I have more for you to... He did that. For his faithful love endures forever. When Papa David had that heart, what they thought was a heart attack, not sure what was going on, his faithful love endures forever. When we were in those broken relationships, when that gun could have went off, Sister Amanda, but God said not so. His faithful love endures forever. When we got in those car accidents and we didn't, whether we were at fault or the one to receive it, God, your faithful love endures forever. While I'm looking at Sapati and I see the pain in the situation, how much cancer has tried to ravage her body, I can still say his faithful love endures forever. I can stand flat and know that God, you are good. God, you don't stop being good because cancer done took family members and friends. I got the picture when my brother was hunched over as they lowered his beloved wife into the ground. But his faithful love endures forever. That was eight years ago. And look what God has done since then. Only he can do it. So that's why, oh, give thanks is my song, man. Brother Mark, that's my song. Why? Because I've got so much to be thankful for. When my father back in 2017 was being over-medicated, 
and he was confident that he was on his way out. My mother calls me. I'm in Oklahoma. Didn't know much of what was happening, but Daddy had an appointment. No, I saw him losing weight, but you know, whatever. Didn't think nothing of it. My mother calling me crying, saying that your dad is saying that he's leaving me, and I'll just mourn him to death. That's just what, and I'm like, I'll kill both of y'all if you die on me. I'll fix all of that. And went to my Auntie Joyce's house, and we prayed. And we asked God to intervene. And sure enough, through changing of medical physician and getting to a doctor who believed in the power of prayer, it wasn't just medication. Dr. Lee said, let's pray, Pastor Kermit. Let's see what's going on. And here he is four years later looking as healthy, weight gained back. Hallelujah. Because his faithful love endures forever. We have to remember who our God is. We have to always remember to be thankful, to be grateful, and to bless his holy name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures throughout all generations. Amen? says if you hear and knock, you 